G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. In many countries, upwards of 40% of all marriages end in divorce. 40%! How does that happen? I mean, have you ever wondered, how does this couple, this man and this woman, go from the courting and romance stage through to divorce? I'm Bernie Diamond, and thank you so much for joining me again on Christianity Works. Today we're going to spend some time working our way through marriage and family breakdown, because even there, God wants to pour His love into your family. And so do stay tuned, because in just a few minutes, I'll be telling you about the powerful prayer that could be coming your way to help you through whatever you happen to be dealing with in your life, just at the moment. It's an interesting question, isn't it? How do two people who were once madly head over heels in love with one another end up in the divorce court? When a man and a woman are standing at the altar, as it were, being married, the last thing on their minds is divorce, right? And yet in the West, at least 40% of all marriages are ending in divorce. And in countries where divorce is culturally unacceptable, places like India, for instance, where there's a very low divorce rate, just 1.3%, I think, in those countries, many couples are technically married, they're living under the same roof, but their relationship, if you could call it that, is strongly reminiscent of the mutually assured destruction between America and the Soviet Union during the Cold War when I grew up. Well, you know the cycle. It starts with romance, head over heels, madly in love, you can't get enough of one another. You marry, you go on a honeymoon, you become one flesh, as the Bible says, and everything's great until kids come along, until the day-to-day pressures of life tear away at the Achilles heel of your marriage, until your soulmate's weaknesses start driving you crazy, until the grass looks greener on the other side. There's a book in the Old Testament of the Bible called the Song of Solomon, or the Song of Songs, as it's sometimes called. It's about the relationship between a man and a woman. And this is what it says, Song of Songs, chapter 2, verse 15. Catch us the foxes, the little foxes that ruin the vineyards, for our vineyards are in blossom. In other words, it's the little foxes that nibble away at the base of the vine that kill it off and rob it of its fruit. That's what happens. It's like Chinese water torture where they used to tie you down and drip little drops of water on your forehead. A drop of water is nothing. But keep doing it to someone for day after day after day without stop. And each droplet of water starts to feel like a brick being dropped on your head. There's a sense of accumulation, a build-up of frustration and disappointment and pain that will eventually harden your heart. It's like when you're out in the garden digging a hole or or putting up a fence or laying bricks. Your hands develop calluses to protect your flesh. That's exactly what your heart ends up doing. It hardens itself to protect you from a world of pain. And that's how many people feel about their marriages, a world 
of pain. Something that Jesus spoke about when he was questioned about divorce, Matthew chapter 19, verses 1 to 9. When Jesus had finished saying these things, he left Galilee and he went to a region of Judea beyond the Jordan. Large crowds followed him and he cured them there. Some Pharisees came to him and to test him they asked, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any cause? Jesus answered, Have you not read that the one who made them at the beginning made them male and female, and said, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother to be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh? So they're no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore what God has joined together, let no one separate. They said to him, Why then did Moses command us to give a certificate of dismissal and to divorce her? And Jesus said to them, It was because you were so hard-hearted that Moses allowed you to divorce your wives. But from the beginning it was not so. And I say to you, whoever divorces his wife except for sexual immorality and marries another commits adultery. Why was there a concession through Moses all those years before to allow a man to divorce his wife? Why? Because of their hardness of heart. God's plan is that marriage is a lifelong relationship of two imperfect people who never give up on one another. But if we allow our hearts to harden, eventually we do give up on one another. Think about it. Your heart doesn't harden to something overnight. Not normally. Sure, there are exceptions. If someone were to punch you in the face or hurt one of your children or steal something from you, sure, your heart would harden pretty much instantly. And for those women who've suffered abuse and are suffering abuse, I totally get that. We're going to talk more about that after the break. But for most of us, this hardening of heart is this accumulation effect, a combination of the stresses and strains of life in general, work, finances, the mortgage, the kids, the commute, tiredness, exhaustion, sickness, just putting food on the table. And on top of all that, putting up with your marriage partners' weaknesses and failures. And let's face it, we all have those. So somewhere, as we swim through that toxic cocktail of life, we decide that this isn't fair. A few years ago, there was a really popular song on the top of the charts called What About Me? Here's how the chorus goes. What about me? It isn't fair. I've had enough. Now I want my share. Can't you see I want to live? But you just take more than you give. There's the anthem of a person whose marriage is headed for the divorce courts. People say that they've drifted apart. Eh, maybe. But the bigger problem is that their hearts have hardened as they decide that they're not getting their fair share. You see, we make the mistake of thinking that marriage is 50-50. No, divorce is 50-50. Marriage is 100-100. So that's the problem, this hardening of hearts. The question is, what do you do about it? How do you combat it? How do you stop it happening in the first place? Well, there's a simple answer to those questions, although while the answer is simple, living it out isn't. The answer is forgiveness. Forgiving your wife, forgiving your husband every time they do something that annoys you or frustrates you or hurts you. Every time, as quickly as possible. Peter the Apostle had a question about forgiveness, and here's how Jesus dealt with it. Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 to 22. Peter came to Jesus and said, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? 
Jesus said to him, not seven times, but I tell you, 77 times. Okay, the question was in the context of church relationships. But if he'd asked it in terms of marriage relationships, I'm sure Jesus would have said not seven times, but 7,777 times. Here's how that's supposed to play itself out. I'm married to a wonderful woman, Jackie. Now, she's not perfect any more than I'm perfect, but she's the most wonderful wife. So here's the decision I've made. Whenever she says or does something that frustrates me or angers me or even sometimes hurts me, I've decided that I am going to forgive her here and now, completely forgive her, completely wipe the slate clean just as quickly as I can. Like within 10 minutes or worst case, maybe half an hour. Forgiveness quickly and completely. No, it's not always easy. But that's what Jesus told me to do. And would you like to know the impact of that on me? Every morning I wake up with a new love for her in my heart. Just as God's mercies are new for me every morning, so my mercies towards her are new every morning because I didn't let the sun go down on my anger. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26. Be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. I don't execute that perfectly every time. Sometimes it involves prayer for God to help me to forgive. But I believe that whilst she is not perfect any more than I am, she is God's perfect provision for me. And so help me God, I am going to love her until we're old and grey and potty and dotty. So help me God. Forgiveness stops your heart from hardening. It stops your relationship from falling apart. Forgiveness is the antidote to a decaying marriage. So in your marriage, what are you going to decide to do? I'm Bernie Diamond and you're listening to Christianity Works. Just as we take this short break, I'd like to remind you that if you have a prayer need, we would absolutely love to pray for you. Because the only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. Just let that sink in. The only sort of prayer the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. So if you'd like us to pray with you, in fact, if you'd like our whole prayer community to pray with you, stop by online at PowerfulPrayer.org to share your prayer request. It's completely confidential. Your name won't be displayed. And in fact, while you're there, perhaps you could also pray for one or two others and leave them a word or two of encouragement. You can be such a mighty blessing to so many others by supporting them in this way. The Bible says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So please, let us pray for you and with you, and let's just see what God does, how he intervenes, how he chooses to bless you. That web address again is PowerfulPrayer.org. All right, let's head back into God's Word to see what else He has for us today. There's an interesting statistic that measures a country's divorce rate. It's called the Divorce to Marriage Ratio. Here's what it measures. In any given country, there are X number of divorces in a year and Y number of marriages in that same year. The Divorce to Marriage Ratio is X divided by Y. It measures the relationship between new divorces and new marriages in any given year. 
Now, according to Wikipedia, the country that's worst off with the highest ratio of 71% is Belgium. So in Belgium, for every 100 couples who tie the knot and get married this year, there will be 71 other couples who'll get divorced. And that's staggering. The USA has a divorce-to-marriage ratio of 53%, Germany 49%, Canada 48%. The United Kingdom, 47%, Australia, 43%, and New Zealand, 42%. Now, those aren't just statistics. They're tragedies. Every marriage that comes apart causes untold hurt and harm. I should know. Over 20 years ago, I went through divorce. The woman who was my wife left me for one of my best friends. It was in the middle of that that I came close to taking my own life. It was in the middle of that that I encountered Jesus for the very first time and gave my life to him. Today, I'm happily, very happily, married to a beautiful Christian woman. Back then, the pit seemed so deep and so dark, I couldn't see how I could possibly even make it through the next day. I hold a biblical belief about marriage to this day, a belief that I hold to be absolutely true because it's what Jesus said. Let's have a look. Matthew chapter 19, verses 3 to 9. Some Pharisees came to him and to test him, they asked him, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any cause? And Jesus answered, Have you not read that the one who made them at the beginning made them male and female and said, For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So there are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. They said to him, Why then did Moses command us to give a certificate of dismissal and to divorce her? But Jesus said to them, It was because you were so hard-hearted that Moses allowed you to divorce your wives. But from the beginning, it was not so. And I say to you, whoever divorces his wife except for sexual immorality and marries another, commits adultery. Now, despite what I've been through... I believe that marriage is meant to be for life. And what God has joined together is not meant to be torn apart. Because when it is, it causes untold pain. That's why I always counsel couples to do whatever it takes to heal their broken marriage. If they will put God in the middle, if they will take to heart what Jesus teaches about forgiveness, they'll discover that God can and will heal their marriage. Absolutely he will. But that's not always possible. In my case, the woman who was once my wife moved from my house and my bed into another man's house and another man's bed. That is sexual immorality. That's something I didn't have any control over. Although for two years, I prayed and I waited to see if God would act. I was prepared to take her back, just as Hosea did with his immoral wife in the Old Testament. It didn't happen. She divorced me. I know that there are women listening today who are suffering abuse, mental, physical, sexual, who feel trapped, as abused women often do, in their marriages. And you're sitting there right now thinking, God, what do you have to say to me? So often Christians bandy around the quote from the Old Testament that God hates divorce. Yes, he does. But it's only half of what that verse says. Let's listen to the whole thing. Malachi chapter 2, verses 3 to 16. And this you do as well. You cover the Lord's altar with tears, with weeping and groaning, because he no longer regards the offering or accepts it with favour at your hand. You ask, why does he not? 
because the Lord was a witness between you and the wife of your youth, to whom you have been faithless, though she has been your companion and your wife by covenant. Did not one God make her? Both flesh and spirit are his. And what does the one God desire? Godly offspring. So look to yourselves and do not let anyone be faithless to the wife of his youth. For I hate divorce, says the Lord, the God of Israel, and covering one's garment with violence, says the Lord of hosts. So take heed to yourselves and do not be faithless. So as it turns out, God hates three things when it comes to marriage. Unfaithfulness, divorce, and violence. So to any abused woman out there, know this. God does not want you to stay in a violent relationship. He doesn't. He just doesn't. Clinically, psychologists will tell you that abuse is rooted in control and often the man who's abusive will not be able to break that cycle until the woman being abused gets herself out of that situation. So as far as I understand what God's word says, it's this. Marriage is meant to be forever unless there is unfaithfulness or abuse. In those circumstances, in those circumstances alone, he permits divorce. No, it is not, as people today would have you believe, a valid lifestyle choice. No, God does not want you to divorce your wife or your husband because you've grown tired of each other or sick of each other or you just want to move on. Marriage is a call for two imperfect people never to give up on one another. And just because other people tell you it's okay to divorce doesn't mean that it's right. In the very next verse, following that passage we just read from Malachi, God says this, Malachi chapter 3, verse 17. You have wearied the Lord with your words, yet you say, how have we wearied him? By saying, all who do evil are good in the sight of the Lord, and he delights in them, or by asking, where is the God of justice? In other words, just because other people say that something is right, doesn't make it right if God says it's wrong. So if you're in a marriage and thinking of divorce, don't. Unless you're being abused, or unless your spouse is consistently being unfaithful. The world of pain that you are about to bring down on yourself, on your children, on your wider family, on your friends, simply isn't worth it. Commit yourself to God. Commit yourself to your marriage. Forgive and do everything that you can possibly do, not just to keep your marriage together, but to make your marriage prosper and become a mighty witness to God's miracle working power. Amen. And maybe if you're in the middle of a messy divorce or you divorce someone for other than the reasons of violence or unfaithfulness, know this. God is prepared to forgive this sin just as he prepared to forgive every other sin in your life, past, present and future, because Jesus died for you. His grace is sufficient for you. And if you know someone who's going through divorce or who's been through divorce, be there as a help, as a comfort, as an encouragement. Sometimes Christians treat other Christians who've been through divorce like lepers, as though the divorce thing is the only unforgivable sin under the sun. Well, that's not what the Bible says, and they need you. The Christians who walked into my life 20 years ago, people whom I'd universally been rude and obnoxious to in the past because they were Christians, those people are the people through whom God saved me. They shared their lives, their faith, their homes with me, and they are the reason that I'm with you today and every other day right here on this program. You can have such a mighty impact for good in the life of someone who's suffering from divorce, in the lives of their wider children and family. Sure, God hates divorce, but divorce happens, and when it does, it devastates lives. 
that God's grace is sufficient for all of us in every circumstance. I'm Bernie Diamond and you're listening to Christianity Works. Life can be hard work some days and as that daily grind just kind of grinds away at us, it's easy to forget that Jesus died and rose again to give us victory. That's why I'd love to send you a short text message of encouragement straight to your phone just as the Spirit leads, perhaps even when you least expect it. That's what Victory SMS is all about. Roughly every other week, I ask the Lord, what word of encouragement could I give to you today? So if you'd like the occasional bit of encouragement to help you live your life in victory, then head across to victorysms.org and when you do subscribe, you'll immediately receive a free copy of my ebook, Power Unlimited. Thousands of people already have. And the most common response? Oh, that's exactly what I needed to hear today. How did you know that? Thank you so much. It's simply amazing how powerfully the Spirit of God can move through just a short text message. And I'd love to encourage you too to live your life in victory. Again, that web address is victorysms.org. Okay, let's head straight back into the Word of God. As I mentioned earlier, I am one of the 40% of married people in Australia who has been through divorce. And so today's message for me isn't a theory lesson. It comes from deep in my heart. Today, I am so happily married to my wife, Jackie. I can't begin to tell you. But back then, when my first wife left me, I thought that my world had come to an end. I truly came this close to taking my own life. And that was before I found out that she was running off with one of my best friends a man whom I'd known since we were little children. The devastation of that sort of rejection and infidelity from two people who were supposed to stand by me is simply beyond words. I mean, I'm a wordsmith. That's what I do. Words are the brush strokes of the pictures that I paint. But despite that, I cannot find the words to describe the terrible inky blackness of that hole that I found myself in just over 20 years ago. The reason I'm telling you this, the reason that I'm being so transparent with you about this, is because I know that there are some people listening in today who are in that same hole. There's a guy walking down the road and he falls into a deep hole. Try as he might, he can't get out. So he shouts and screams and eventually a banker passes by and looks down into the hole. The man says, look, I'm in this hole and I can't get out. Can you help me? So the banker writes out a cheque for a lot of money and throws it down into the hole and goes his way. (laughs) A few minutes later, a priest happens by, and the man shouts up and says to him, Father, Father, I'm in this hole, and I can't get out. Can you help me? So the priest writes down a prayer on a piece of paper and throws it down to the man in the hole and goes on his way. Then a friend of this man happens along, and with some relief, the man shouts to him, I've fallen into this hole, and I can't get out. Can you help me? In that instance, the friend jumps down into the hole with the man, And the guy in the hole says, what did you do that for? Now we're both stuck down in the hole. But the friend says to the man, yeah, but I've been in this hole before and I know the way out. If you're down in that hole of a marriage coming apart or or perhaps you're going through the aftermath of a divorce, today I am your friend. I have been in that hole before and I know the way out. In fact, really, 
There's only one way out. In the inky blackness of those days, I met Jesus, and his light shone ever more the brighter for the depth of the darkness that surrounded me. In those days, people tried to say things and to do things that had helped, but nothing seemed to help. Nothing they could say or do could take away the hurt. You know, I believe that that's how it's meant to be. The only person who could make a difference was Jesus. I spent hours with him, praying alone, reading the Bible alone, weeping in his presence alone. And it was in that terrible place that my faith began. My relationship with Jesus began. The joy of the Lord, the peace of Christ, the hope in him began. Those days were so terrible that I wouldn't wish them on my worst enemy. And yet, in a strange sort of a way, they were so wonderful that I wouldn't swap them for the world. Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth and the light. So to anyone who is in that dark hole today, I say, turn to him. He is the only one who can and will make a difference. And I leave you with this scripture verse to cling to in faith, a word from God for you. Isaiah chapter 41, verses 9 and 10. You are my servant. I have chosen you. I have not cast you off. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. May you be blessed as you encounter Jesus Christ, your Saviour. This Christianity Works program is sharing the powerful, practical Word of God with so many people in over 160 countries around the world. But that's only made possible through the generous support of friends just like you. Each dollar that you give today will grow to reach nearly 3,000 people with a gospel message. Incredible! That means that a gift today of just $35 can touch over 100,000 people with the good news of Jesus Christ. So let me encourage you to give a generous tax-deductible gift of support to Christianity Works today securely online at christianityworks.com or by calling 1-300-722-415. And when you do get in touch, two things. Firstly, don't forget to request your free copy of that life application booklet that I've been telling you about. It's only available for a limited time, so don't miss out. Secondly, we would love to pray for you. Absolutely. Just click on the powerful prayer tile at the bottom of the homepage. Again, that's all at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415. Hey, thank you so much for your support and for joining me today. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time next week with another message of God's love, God's grace and God's power for each one of us in Jesus Christ. taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.